It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. It is great to be with you. Uh, we've been uh, going fast and furious from the uh, outset today. If you missed any portion of the program, especially our uh, opening uh, segment there, as we talked about uh, this being the 162nd anniversary of Abraham Lincoln delivering his A House Divided speech uh, at the Republican Convention in Springfield, Illinois. That is worth going back and listening to. It's worth going back and reading today. Uh, some great insight, especially as we look at elections coming up and how do we actually show that kind of presidential courage. Uh, you can always do that on our KSL News Radio app. Make sure you downloaded that. It's powered by our friends at Any Hour Services. Also, make sure you're part of the conversation, which you can always do on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line 57500. Well, elections are coming, uh, both at the local and the national level, as we storm our way towards November. And uh, it's that time where we get to tap into the, the great mind and insight of our good friend, independent pollster, Scott Rasmussen. Scott, how's uh, New York today? Well, New York today is a little better than it was a couple of days ago. You know, when uh, I don't remember how long ago it was we talked, and I told you they were starting to board things up all around us, and the Apple store next door was boarded up. Uh, well, the Apple Store, they boards came down. Lincoln Center, the boards and the fences came down. Uh, I, I won't say New York City is back, but at least it, it looks like we're moving in the right direction, and that's a great feeling. That's fantastic, and uh, I know you've been uh, doing a lot. To, obviously, you help us uh, here at the Deseret News and Hinckley Institute of Politics on our polling. Uh, you also do a host of different polls uh, nationally. And uh, you released some some numbers yesterday, again, on the national level. Uh, give us some insight there. Yeah, we did a, a horse race poll for the general election. And I and there's really there's no way to describe this, uh, Boyd, but to say it's really bad news for President Trump. Uh, the numbers showed Joe Biden at 48 percent and President Trump at 36 percent, a 12 percent margin. Um, I think what's especially troubling in the numbers, if you're a fan of the president's, is you know, where the decline in support has come. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Biden and Trump were tied among independents. Now Biden has a 13-point lead. Uh, so at this particular moment in time, President Trump is is in trouble, and we can talk about details of the poll and how different it might look with likely voters or something else. But I feel very comfortable saying if the election were held today, the president would lose and lose badly. The Republicans might lose control of the Senate. Uh, but there is one bit of bad news in the poll for Democrats, and that's that the election is not being held today. These numbers <laughs> have changed a lot from a few months ago, and they may change again. <laughs> that's always the caveat. It's uh, The good news is you're ahead today. The bad news is you're ahead today, and today's not vote day. <laughs> so. 
that's well, you know, and, and one of the things a, a lot of times, and you and I have talked about this uh, so much, uh, political types and, and fans of the political process get wrapped up in the campaign tactics and the strategies and the money and the this, that, or that. Um, the reason the president is in trouble is because of the issues mix. You know, when the year began, we thought we'd be talking about record low unemployment and right. how much credit he deserved for that and the strong economy. And then we had the pandemic and then we had the shutdowns. And then on top of that, you had the Floyd murder and the protests coming out of that and struggling with our nation's racial history. Um, all of a sudden, the issues don't look so good for the president. The question on the economy isn't uh, how much credit do you deserve for bringing about this record low unemployment. It's, oh, my gosh, 40 million people have been thrown out of the work. And health care is no longer do you like Obamacare or do you have something better. It's, uh, you know, worries about the pandemic. And, yeah. and will we ever be able to go out in public without a mask? And then the civil rights issues really hit at a weak point for the president. Um what could change in that between now and November is if the issues change or the dynamics of the issues change. Mm, so fascinating. If you just join us, we've got our friend Scott Rasmussen, an independent pollster, on the line with us, breaking down some of the national polling going on as it relates to the presidential horse race, a new poll out there. Uh, it's been really interesting to see the, the Democrats' uh, response to this. And again, whether you are a Democrat or a Republican or somewhere in between, uh, on the ideological scale, uh, the interesting thing that I've been noticing from the Democrats is they're they're all kind of saying, okay, the issue set uh, as you just described, Scott, is is in their favor, and many of them are are suggesting that Joe Biden just stay in the basement so he doesn't change the mix or the dynamics of the race. Well, you know, there's there's an old saying in politics, you know, about when your opponent is self-destructing, stay out of the way. Um, and in this case, when the issues are, you know, working so strongly against uh, your opponent, you don't want to change the subject. Uh, but, you know, that's no more in control of the Democrats and Joe Biden uh, than, than it is in the hands of President Trump and Republicans. Uh, the reality is none of us knows today uh, what the economy is going to look like in September and October. Uh, you know, I mentioned the Apple stores reopening. Well, that's a great sign. It's good for our neighborhood. But uh, what's going to what's going to be the bigger story? You know, how strong will the economy be? How many of those 40 million are back to work? And the next big issue is, will there be another outburst of the coronavirus? Uh, bluntly, if 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 the economy comes back strong and the coronavirus doesn't, that's great news for President Trump. He would have a good chance to get reelected. If it reverses true, if if the economy doesn't come back strong, but the coronavirus does, well, then President Trump could suffer an historic defeat. And no matter how much the Biden campaign or the Trump campaign uh, want to you know, try and move that, it is the reality that will decide the election. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, 30 seconds left, Scott. Uh, you've been following the uh, the Utah political scene here all year long. You've been in the middle of a lot of our polling in terms of the gubernatorial race. Uh, really is a horse race, always been right around the margins in terms of uh, who's ahead and who's trending where. Uh, anything in your gut uh, as you look at these last two weeks? A lot of voters have their ballots sitting on their kitchen tables. Uh, what do you think is going to happen over the next couple of weeks? What should we be watching for? 
Well, you know, the governor's race, uh, especially in a primary, all comes down to turnout. And what we have seen consistently throughout the year is the broader the electorate, uh, the better it is for the Huntsman campaign. The more it's a Republican-based election, uh, the better it is for Cox. Uh, one of the things that I noted in the national data is that people that are moving away from the president right now are not saying we're now Biden supporters. They're just kind of they're, – they're moving to the uncommitted category. And so if I try to apply that at some level to the Utah race, I think that gets to the question of turnout. Uh, you know, wh- where is the enthusiasm and how has it changed because of the events that are happening right now? Um, I would love to, uh, you know, play uh, Johnny Carson and, uh, and the great <laughs> Karnak and just tell you what's going to happen. Uh, but the reality is um, what we don't know is who's going to show up and vote. The more the vote is a solid base Republican, the better it is for Cox. The more the electorate is expanded because of these new issues, the better it is for Huntsman. All right. There you have it. Scott Rasmussen, always appreciate your insight. Uh, stay safe. Stay well back there. We'll have you uh, on again real soon. Look forward to it. Thanks. Bro. All right. That's Scott Rasmussen. Scott also has a uh, new column up on Deseret.com uh, talking about how things will actually get worse before they get better. Uh, but it is really worth a read. Go to Deseret.com and check that out. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, final segment, we're going to get into the issue of leadership and why I think it is so lacking in our politics today. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.